bring you into as a person. Praise God. So, uh, who is who is um, who is um, taking the who is taking the lead? <laughs> trust you. <laughs> Who is taking the lead? The things that, you know, the floor is over. Everybody today, just uh, share how that the word of God has been a blessing to us. You get it. All right. Okay. There's no um, rocket science. The word of God has been of great blessing to me. Um, not in the sense of... Sorry, I'm trying to choose my words right. Praise the name of the Lord. So that um, it doesn't come like belittling. Um, actually, the word of God, what I have learned throughout this year is to stay with the word of God as simple as possible and to take God and his word the way it comes. And so um, one of the things that has happened to me this year is that everything, the words that come, even the little or the ones that I used to neglect because I felt there is no, especially for some of us, we call them, we call them milk and uh, all of those things. But I discover one of the blessings that has come to me is that um, I discover there is a whole lot of presumption. I have walked presumptuously over the years. And um, I began to discover that when, um, when I opened my heart to understand even the very simple things, and I begin to discover that um, God is not hard. God is not hard. Um, one of the things that has come to me is understanding. Understanding of the scriptures. I have come to understand the scriptures more because, um, you know, when you are wrestling with the word of God, when you are wrestling with it, which means when you don't have a proper understanding of the word of God, you will not be able, that word cannot establish you. You know, any word you don't have an understanding of cannot establish you. So we need proper understanding. We need understanding to be established in this word. So this year, I said to myself, I'm not going to build castle in the air. I'm not going to dangle in the air. I am going to be real. So every word that I hold on to, I want to understand everything, the intent of God in that word, because there is no word of God that is void of power. And there is no big word of God, there is no small word of God. Praise the name of the Lord. For instance, this morning I was praying and a thought crossed my mind. I had to sit down to think about it, that you are a child of God. You are God's son. And coincidentally, when I came in, Pastor Israel was praying along that line. Praise the name of the Lord, as God's sons. So I sat down, and then I began to ask myself, what does it really mean to be God's son? Then I thought of Jesus Christ as the example, and what he has done to bring me in. 
as an adopted son. So if I have been adopted into this family, how do I operate this? The power, there is enormous power. There is influence in our family. That's God's family. Praise the name of the Lord. It's the most influential family. So I said to myself, so if I'm a member of this family, I should not, I should not be behaving the way I behave towards situations. When situations come and you feel like, ah, I can't handle this situation. No, there's no situation you can't handle. It's just that over time we have learned how to respond in fear. So I said, oh, so it's fear that is making me do some things. And I began to look at some things God has done. So I sat down and I asked myself, okay, this power is here. And everything has been done in Jesus Christ. God has blessed us with every blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He's not going to bless me again. He has already blessed me. So how do I come into the experiential encounter of the blessings that he has given to me? In every ramification. You can always shine in the areas that you, you have understanding in. Other areas that you don't have understanding, there is no, don't stop binding devils. Praise the name of the Lord. No devil can stop the manifestation of God's blessing in your life. If God says a word, no devil can stop it. All you need to do is to stand in faith and keep holding the word of God until it comes to pass. So I, I began to discover that God really does not want... It's not his intention, just like presumptuously the way I've worked, for instance, in the way of uh, provision, financial provision, material provisions. You know, we want to have so much in the account so that our soul can have rest. So I discovered, I looked at, I just meditated on the life of Jesus Christ. How did he, understand, how did he handle situations around him? Did he, have, did he have to starch money those days like the rich young ruler? Praise the name of the Lord. And so whenever situations come, he will just fall back on those things. And then he will manifest those things. Praise the name of the Lord. Those things are very good. These days I'm beginning to train my soul on how to remain con I mean, content in God. I have to be contented. If you are not contented when you don't have abundance, if you have abundance, you will not be contented. And then if you have abundance, there's every tendency that you will stop trusting in the Lord. Especially the way you are, your heart is seeking it. When it comes, it will shift. It will definitely shift. Your faith will shift from God to what you have. And you will begin to call the shot. So, I discovered that as a son of God, that's not really how God wants me to manifest. Praise the name of the Lord. He can send me to a place where I have need for money. And as I function in God's will, the money will come and serve the purpose. And everything can finish and my account can go back to the, to the normal default setting. So that I have plenty does not make me, that does not determine that I am walking in the power of God or that I don't have anything in my account. These things are not the things that determine the Son of God. If not, Jesus is a failure. Praise the name of the Lord. Because almost everything he used, he borrowed. Go and tell that man. He never had ownership of anything. So until we begin to come to understanding of all of these things, praise the name of the Lord. You know, so until we begin to come to the understanding of these things, you know that there is nothing you want to use that you can't use. But our problem is covetousness. So I began to tell myself, you have covetousness. You think you trust God, you don't trust God. Because when money comes, where your trust is, we really show. 
it will manifest. Praise the name of the Lord. So these and many more are the things I began to look into because I'm tired of hearing this word for how many years now? You know, praise the name of the Lord. 2007 or uh, 2008 or 9, we, we met. Uh, I, Pastor Dan Ladi, there's a place where we were in Suruleri. You know, we, we met a, a man of God there that God has blessed with so much revelation. And we followed for years. And I am somebody who likes to sit down and take account of things. So I try to compare my life then and my life now. What has happened? Praise the name of the Lord. So after some times, I discovered that some of the little things I was working in before I got to un I got hold of some of those understanding or some of those knowledge, I have lost them. And they were things that I acquired seeking the Lord. They were experiences God gave to me. Now I need them. I can't lay hold on them. But I have plenty words. So I said to myself, something has happened to me. Praise the name of the Lord. Somewhere, it's not because of the word that was preached to me, but I was not wise enough to walk. It's not about any person. Praise the name of the Lord. When you look at those words, no matter how terrible a word is, you look at the word, there must be some iota of truth that you can glean and throw away the other shaft. But because we lack understanding, we take everything hook, line, and sinker. And it's nobody's fault. You were foolish. Praise the name of the Lord. So I said to myself, I, you have been foolish over the years. And God showed me that this time I have been leading you. When you meet this man, you follow what that man has. And you dump some things that you have. And the things you have learned from me, you know, you classify them as those things are nothing. You know, they are milk, they are nothing. Let's go to. And it's like we are building castle in the air. So I'm tired. This year I said to myself, no more building castle in the air. So how do I really operate in the power of God? And God has helped me. So as I kept meditating on all of these things, and I discovered that, oh, Jesus, there is no other way. Everything that God has done is in Christ Jesus. And for us to operate these things, whether they are power or whatever they are, we have to be in union with Christ to operate what is in Christ. So I cannot come with my covetousness and with all of those things that I have. And you know, there's a way you come, there, you know, you have uh, pride and they tell you about the power of God. You come, you want to, you know, handle the power of God with pride. When you have deceit, you want to handle it with deceit. When you have, um, how did Paul put it, that we should not handle it craftily or deceitfully. So when there is craftiness in you and you have some revelation of God's word, you are going to handle it with that thing in you. So God's will is to purge me of all of those things so that I will come in alignment and in union with Christ. I will be of the same mind. I will be of the same mind with Christ. You know, for so many of us, there's a kind of power that will come to us now. We will, begin, we will have itinerary, draw our itinerary from January to December. God has not sent you anywhere. But right now, you are healing the sick and there are things. Can you sit down and wait for God to send you? Amen. Or you will say, now, the sons of God has appeared. So no more sickness in town. We have to, anywhere there is sickness, just call me. You go on Facebook and tell them, the son of God is here on the scene. So if you are sick, you are this, this is my number, just call me. My brother, that is not how Jesus operates. Jesus was there. Many people were dying. You think there were no people who died in the street of sicknesses and diseases. It's only the things that the Father asked him to do that he did. So I have discovered the most important thing that I need to do is to be in fellowship 
with God in union with Christ where my ears and eyes are open. That's the secret of Jesus' ministry. To me, what I hear my father say, what I see my father do. So this year, deliberately, I was what I was going for. In my every time I pray, every time I do the things, Lord, open my eyes, open my ears. I speak it. If there's anything I'm coveting, is to hear God. If I can hear God, I will be successful in every area of my life, including ministry. But if I lose it there, whatever power that comes to my hand, I'm going to misappropriate it. I will not be different from those people that Jesus will say to, get thee behind me, you workers of iniquity. Because you receive, he empowered you, and you use what he empowered you to do to begin to do other things. Praise God. So finally, um, yesterday I saw there was a word also, because this is actually what I've been seeking for this year. Yesterday, God granted me uh, mercy. There was a word that came, you know, in one of the fellowships we had on Friday, on Saturday morning, sorry, on Saturday morning. And so we were talking about, we were talking about something and a light just hit me. That the temptation of Jesus Christ, you know, we go through those temptations today and we don't know it. Turn, turn stone into bread. Jesus was hungry and the devil understands what was the main thing that Jesus needed. He needed bread. And Jesus had the power to turn stones to bread. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, the devil wanted him to do his bidding. To do his bidding with the power that God has given to him. And so the Lord said to me that morning, he said, this is not just limited to physical bread. That many of you, when you have this power, you are turning things the way you want to turn. You just turn this one, you turn this one, you turn this one, you turn this one. And so the devil understands, not by the will of God. Praise the name of the Lord. You have the power of God. You have a project. And the next thing you have planned and strategized how you will heal this politician and money will come into your account when you go for this thing. Once I pray for this man, this rich man, this businessman, he will give me money. The ministry have started. You are turning, you are turning stone into bread. So can you have the power and still lie low and wait and let God be the one who is using the power? He says he wants to work in us both to will and to do of his good will. And there is something that he said, that it is God who was in Christ Jesus, reconciling the world to himself. So I have discovered that everything that Jesus did, it was God who did it through him. And Jesus only submitted his body to God, so that God can use his body, so that God can use his will to do his own will. Praise the name of the Lord. Because God actually wants to use our will. To do his will. He, that's why he wants his will and our will to align so that there won't be any difference. Because that's where we are having issues. We have our will and God has his own will. He gives you his power. He wants to use it to achieve something in his, but your will is conflicting with the will of God. So we cannot submit to God's will. We now begin to misappropriate that power and misappropriate the resources that has been deployed by the Spirit of God. We begin to use them to turn things, do anything. You can use the power to make friends. You want to get this person, you just speak into his life, let something begin to happen. He will soon come to me and become my friend. That's not what God wants us to do. So I discovered I am the greatest enemy to myself. I'm the one that is hindering God from doing his work. And so 
the greatest thing for me now is how do I bring myself to the place where I let God to live in and through me and do his will, where his will and my will has been married together and they are now one. There's no difference. If he tells me sit down without money, I will be complete. You know, for many of us, without money, we are not complete. The Bible says we are complete in him, the head of all principalities. It's not money that completes us. It's not a big ministry that completes us. It's not a big car that completes us. Anywhere you look for completeness in, you are looking it outside of God's will. Praise the name of the Lord. In fact, you can have the power and all your members are millionaires. And you are the one who prayed for them and they are millionaires. And God decides that he doesn't want you to be, will you be okay? Will you be okay? Praise the name of the Lord. Will you be okay? Will you not be angry and be vexing? Look at these people. My anointing has blessed them. But they are doing nothing. Look at your cars. Look at my own car. Look at my car. Look at your cars. You people are not ashamed. And you are feeling bad. When you go to their house, they are not asking you anything. They are eating well and even telling you how that uh, they, they are wasting food in the house. And meanwhile, they come to your house, there is no food. Can you be okay? Can you be complete? Will you be complete? Men and brethren, what God wants us to do is not hard as we think that it is. I have discovered that my problem is lack of understanding, spiritual understanding. You may have some physical understanding, but the spiritual understanding, you know, to know what God is doing per time. You and somebody started ministry at the time, or somebody you raised. Now he has a big church somewhere in Abuja, and he's doing everything, inviting every man of God. He did not invite you. Will you still be okay? Praise the name of the Lord. So it's for us to learn completeness, and that's what I'm learning to abound and to abase in all things. If I have plenty millions or billions, my trust is not in it. If it leaves me, nothing shakes. If I don't have anything, nothing shakes because God is my confidence and God has become real to me. That is my vision and that is what I have, I'm discovering this year. God has blessed me so much and I'm still going to continue next year until it is said of me that my father's will and my will, they are one. Thank you. That's my experience. There are certain things that uh, scripture said, "Read our comment, the light grant to uh, sit with me, even as I also overcame." And I'm seated. Uh, see, why the Father will not wield power to us? Because he has to take us through what? He has to take us through process, right? Yes. Now, those processes is what will make him do what? To wield his power. He can trust her because we will not use, you know, you know, uh, in the jungle, right? There are there is a king of the jungle. What made him the king of the jungle? What made that animal the king of the jungle? Because it's oppressive, right? It's oppressive, right? So every other animal is what 
they are afraid of that particular who is a king. Because if he get angry, the whole uh, jungle will rumble. Are you seeing that? Yeah. You know, right now, if God wills, <laughs> if God will is part of us, there are some things that men will do. We will check them out of this world. In the next minute, they will leave this world. Are you seeing that? And the essence of the power is for what? For salvation. It's for salvation. So that's why you see how God takes us through what? Two processes. So that you can fully know what the power of God is all about. That's why a man like Jesus, was, he said, they, they, uh, Satan told him, to make this stone to become bread. And say, man does not live by bread, but by every word. So if God has not spoken, I can't turn this thing. This thing cannot become bread because God has not spoken. But check, check a lot of us. How many stones we have turned? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, I can't <laughs> Praise God. Sorry. For those who are just coming in, sorry. I just, I have forgotten to complete my job. For those who are just coming in, we are uh, uh, looking at the things that have been a blessing. January till now, uh, where you have been blessed through God's word, from all the fellowships you have had, how God has reached out to you. So today, we are giving everybody the opportunity to be able to share with us those areas, those experiences that God's word has brought in your life, so that we equally, all of us, will be a part of that blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. One of the word of God that really shaped my life this year and uh, made a tremendous impact in my spiritual work is uh, that scripture that says, as we behold him, we are transformed from glory to glory. Praise God. Yes, the word has been there, but this year it really shaped my way of uh, that is uh, what Pastor Dan Lady used to that is my engagement with God. My private engagement with God. As we behold him daily, that scripture basically, you know, before now, when you just read that scripture, one single thought or single interpretation comes to you, and that is when you read the word of God. You just carry the word of God and you read it just like that. That has been the what what has been the revelation about that word. But this year, basically, that word opened so many streams. First, what it did to me, it helped me kind of uh, to understand that uh, 
not only opening the word of God, which is the basic, but basically in your private time, what are you doing? How do you uh, allocate time to engage with God? And so for me, it has helped me to structure my engagement time in terms of after the day's activities, I always have time, dedicate time. It has been a kind of uh, uh, something I do. You know, I've been doing it, but it consolidated this year. And uh, I must tell you that it has really helped me. I can feel the impact. Before I go to bed, I always take time to review all from the day, from the time I wake up and all through my activities to look at how I was able to spend my day, my interactions with people, my, uh, uh, the way I talk, the way I respond, the way I react to issue. I look at it, looking at the word of God. And where I err, I always take responsibility and take it to God at that particular time before I go to bed. Then in the morning time, early morning, I always, God has helped me to cultivate that culture before the dawn of the day. Always God helps me to wake up and also engage with the Lord. You see, that scripture basically it's not only looking at the word of God. If we are sensitive every day, God speaks to us every day, every moment, moment to moment, even right here. There are things somebody will do. God speaks through that person. Perhaps either you react uh, physically or even in your soul. If you are Attentive use, you will feel something. You understand me? The thoughts that awakes in you at that particular time. With the word of God, you will be able to check whether that thought aligns with the will of God. Because sometimes unspoken thoughts, feelings, is more powerful than what you say with your mouth. Praise God. And so, that scripture basically has really helped me. I don't know how to really explain more or deeper, but that scripture has really helped me. Another aspect of it, interpretation of that scripture, is for us to be sensitive to because we always meet God, even while on the bus, in the bus, or wherever in the bus stop, or with our spouses, anybody. God uses them to speak. And to, if you are sensitive, we'll be able to pick the frequency of what somebody is really trying to convert to you. In terms of to be able to check yourself, praise God. Your response to issues, your reactions to issues, 
those are the way God, as we behold him, is not only in the word of God, as we behold him because God speaks through people. That thing that is inside of us, those issues that God are, uh, uh, frowns at, perhaps you may not know, but through people, you understand me? I'll give you an example. If you are giving to, if you are somebody that is giving to angry outburst, God will definitely bring somebody that will poke you and you will bust out. You understand me? That is God speaking to you. My son, watch that. Praise God. And if you are sensitive, you take it back. In the maybe at the end of your day, you, you take it back to God. Look at it critically through meditation. Through med meditation is very, very important in our work. If we want to make this word of God alive in us, meditation is not only just uh, shouting, shouting, meditation, quietness, quietness. It's a very hard thing, but God has really helped me to deep to grow in that area. Meditation is very, very important because if you don't take time to cultivate your inside, you know these things can be uh, part of you. Praise God. And uh, so many things, God has brought so many things, good things all around me, things I never imagined that may come to me. Praise God. And uh, in terms of uh, my outlook to life, it has changed. I no more view things in terms of, uh, how do I put it? Uh, like what uh, Pastor uh, Clever said, in terms of, uh, you, you use an example, if you train somebody, and that person has, you understand me, ahead of you. Honestly, each of us has his own part. I've come to discover that. You understand? Your part, the way God will take you through, has been there. Are you getting it? And I've come to understand that clearly, that whatever somebody is doesn't, you understand me? Before, you know, when you see uh, your, your contemporaries, many of them are, you understand, you kind of, there is these uh, feelings. Oh, God, have you left me or those stuff like that? But that understanding that each and every one of us has his own part. Praise God. And that helped me to have peace of mind. You understand me? And also... That scripture helped me also to really come to fully define actually what God has really became real, what God brought me here to do. And that has become real to me. Praise God. And so meditation is very, very key. In whatever we are doing, let's do everything to cultivate that because that is the greatest area if we cultivate that, you understand me? If we cultivate the, 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 
an act of meditation, staying quiet. You understand me? In the presence of God, you know, if we cultivate that, I tell you, the, 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 the benefit is so enormous. And I pray that going forward, God will continuously expand this. Praise God. What um, our brother said, I want the Lord, uh, what again, or what struck a chord in his heart, you know, this season is that um, a scripture in Second Corinthians chapter 3, I think verse 17 or 18, that said, Amen. That said, um, will be held as in a glass the glory of God and we are changed into the same image. And uh, you know you can look and you have not actually seen. Right? Are we together? So and to to be old is to be intentional. It's to be intentional. To keep looking at the thing. Okay, looking at until, until the clarity and the understanding of that thing you are beholding, right, becomes uh, becomes real in your heart, becomes evident in your heart. That's when change will come. That's when transformation will come. So, and the beholding, we don't behold once and we experience change. We keep beholding and beholding and beholding. So, certain certain habits or certain ways I can't. Leave them once. So how I leave them is that it's constant beholding. Constant beholding. That's why I like uh, what James, the book of James said in James chapter 1, verse 25. Can you please shoot that scripture for us? James 1, verse 25. While I call on Pastor Ayo. James 1, 25. Can you shoot that scripture so you guys are not uh, paying attention here. James 1, 25. Say, but also look at, you know, the perfect law of liberty and continue daring. Are you seeing that? That's the word you are using. I, I can hear that word continue there is you keep pondering over it. You keep meditating over it. You've been thinking over it. You keep having fellowship with that thing. Keep having fellowship. Keep having a fellowship with that same word until it becomes registered in you. Why is the children of Israel not able to keep the laws of God? Because those laws has not been what? It's not in their heart. So as long it is not in my heart, the required change that that word is supposed to achieve will not, be, will not achieve it. 
Hallelujah. So that's how you see Moses eh, doesn't need to... Moses, while he went to the mount, was able to receive what? The loss of God, right? So that's why why Moses was to see God. He doesn't need ritual. Don't need washing. Doesn't need anything. Because while on the mountain, he has been able to stay, continue. That that's what was registered in, in his heart. So while he's going to God, it's just true. It's a lot with God for you and come back again. But the high priest needs to do some washings. Needs to do some sanctifying, sanctification, before he can assess the holy place, the most holy place. So Moses, he say once a year, eh? Moses don't do once a year. Moses is truly anytime. Anytime. Okay, because Moses was able to behold God on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. Fellowship. So it's a man who look at the perfect law of liberty and continue daring. He being not a what? So why do we forget? Because it's not here. It is here. It is not here yet. How do we forget? Like you see, when Apostle uh, James will say, you have forgotten, when a man look at the same, the same, the same verse, a man look at the what? He says as a mirror, right? That that mirror is Christ. It's God's word, right? And do not forget the man or person is a was while look at the mirror, right? We forget. Why? Because we don't spend time, fellowship, intimacy with God, with his word, in prayers. We don't do that. And as a result, we forget. You know, a lot of times, you know, you, you know it happens to me, oh, it happens to me, I'm talking like this now. You know, you have, you have reacted finished. You say, ah, I don't know what to I forgot. The manner of person I ought to be. But if it's registered in my heart, once I discover, I know, I know how to respond. I will respond based on what I've allowed to be written in my soul. A doer of the work, this man shall be blessed. In his deed. Hallelujah. Pastor Ayo. Thank you, sir. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> uh, I really want to thank God for K. Vadula Ministries. Uh, I think after my salvation, uh, probably the call into the ministry, one of the greatest things that ever happened to me is... We're looking at how the Lord has been able to reach out now. meeting for the year, so and we want to share our experiences, our thoughts, our understandings of what we have been, you know, sharing all of this um, period of time. So, and that's what exactly 
what you are doing. So if you are any area that the Lord has used to you and you want to share with God's people, uh, everybody, there's a opportunity for everybody to speak today. Those who are not able to speak today, next week, it's another good time again to keep coming to share what the Lord has been able to reach out to everyone. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Sorry. So, the greatest thing that has ever happened to me is uh, joining this company. Joining this company has really opened me up to so many things that I never knew before. As a matter of fact, I have related with, over time, ministers of the gospel, both great and small at different fora over the years. And I, I, I've seen so many things about their personal lives and at a time in my life I said, if all I have seen so far in the ministry is all that ministry entails, then it's not worth dying for. Yeah, I was sincere with myself. And then I began to search, is there still anything beyond all that I have seen? Upstairs in my head, I have seen everything. But deep down in my spirit, something was telling me there's still more. But I don't know what that more is and how to get it. So I just, I just was stuck in that place. And I've known Pastor Jide for over 20 years now. And he invited me, he began to invite me for a program. I said, well, I've, I'm tired of all these pastors meeting and here and there. So I would just put it off. But he kept on inviting me. I said, okay, let me just oblige him. And that Saturday, that year, that's uh, I think 2013 or 2014, thereabout, I followed him. And we went to Dolphin. Uh, Papa's office was still in Dolphin then. And I sat down in that office. Reverend K was the one ministering that day. And he told some things that looked strange to me. I said, okay, let me see if this is what I really needed. So, the second month, it used to be once in a month. The second month again, we went. It was Papa that taught. From there, I began to say, okay, I think I belong to this company. This is what I'm looking for. So just after that, ministers' rest began. And some of the things that were being taught by Pastor Danladi, Apostle Sam, and several other people, Mama, Pastor Chinere, Right upstairs, I am disagreeing because it doesn't tie with the theology I heard. But deep down in my soul, my, something is witnessing that this is what you are looking for. I said, either of us are wrong. It's either I'm wrong or they are wrong. So I said, okay, let me keep a, a cross finger. Let me still keep coming. 
Somebody is wrong somewhere. It's either I'm wrong or they are wrong. So, but the interesting thing was that all that they are teaching, they are bringing out from the scriptures. And I'm seeing it because I have my own Bible, which is not different from their own. So when I get back home, I will sit down and begin to analyze. This thing that these people are teaching is different from what I've heard for decades. What is going on? Could I be wrong? Could they be wrong? And because God saw that I was searching for truth. Really. Even though I've been preaching for years, it has nothing to do with what is happening now at that time. And, and then God, in God's mercy and favor, began to open me up and began to confirm some things. And I remember when uh, Reverend Mrs. Helen Oyegoke came, and that day he taught on something, from just very simple, John chapter 3, on the leading of the Spirit. And that sealed my inquisitiveness. That put an end to the arguments in my soul. I say, this is what I've been looking for. And I'm so grateful to God that in his mercy, he knew I was searching for something, even though I never knew what I was searching for. But I know that if I see it, I will know, I will recognize it. And he led me here. And I see that this is a training and an equipping platform to really raise ministers. You see, one of the things I discover in life is if you are not ready to, to unlearn what you, have, what you have known or acquired, God is not going to teach you new things. So we must be humble enough, no matter how great we have come. In life, you may have been preaching for 70 years as a minister. It has nothing to do with God's kingdom. You might even be preaching and be preaching the wrong thing. And one of the things that I've seen in life, in ministry, is that there is a lot of hypocrisy in ministry. Ministry could be a platform for hypocrisy. Jesus says something in Matthew chapter 23, talking to the crowd and his disciples. He says, the Pharisees and the scribes, they sit in Moses' seat. He said, all that they bid you, all that they teach you to do, observe and do. But don't do after their doings. Because they will bind the heavy loads and tell people to carry. But they won't move it with a finger of theirs. And I see that this is, those are priests and pastors in those days. But full of hypocrisy. You see, ministry could be a serious platform for hypocrisy. Because I see that we preach these things, but we don't do it. When some of us display anger here, you'll be, you'll be surprised. That has this man ever preached the gospel? A friend of mine who is a pastor, just, this is just uh, something that happened about two, three weeks ago. He had a, a misunderstanding with a brother from another church. And this one called me and informed me. He also called me and informed me. From every indication from what the two of them said to me, he was wrong. He was at fault. And so I went to his house. I said, you called me. So what's the matter? 
and he tabled his own matter. I said, well, this person also told me what you, the two of you have said is almost the same thing. You are wrong. Very, very wrong. And you know what he told me, which the other guy confirmed? He said, he told me, if I meet you in Pastor Ayo's house, I will never greet you. And he repeated it in my presence. And this is a pastor of a large church. So, now, I said, in fact, he told me, if not because he was a pastor, he will have fought that guy. That he just thought, what will I teach my members? So, if he was not a pastor, he will have gone ahead to fight. So, I see that the ministry could be a heavy platform for hypocrisy. And it's still happening. Jesus now telling us about, in Saturday, Matthew 23, I mean, uh, quarreling with the scribes and the Pharisees and the lawyers and all this stuff. He said uh, they painted the outside of the sepulcher and the whatever, and, but the inside is, that is it. You know, we dress well, we speak well, refined English, but what is inside us? I think Jesus is telling us to begin to major on the inside and begin to clean up. Because it is not what we preach that changes people. It's the kind of life we live. And of reason, I began to concentrate on the inside of me. Because take, for instance, I've been, uh, let me say, battling with a, palit a particular character in my life as a person for over time. And I began to say to the Lord, Lord, I need victory over this area. I need victory in this area. How show me the way to victory? This is not me. I am not supposed to be doing this. Not just because I'm a pastor, but because I'm a child of God. And because I was sincere, I was just meditating, just meditating, and the Holy Spirit just gave me a word in my spirit. And I picked that word, and that was all. So, and that really change everything inside. Victory came instantly. Victory came, the same thing I've been struggling for months and months and months. Victory just came instantly by the word he just said to me. So, I think we need to begin to focus on our inside so that we don't paint our outside to be so beautiful, but what is inside is different. As pastors, you know, James said in James chapter 3 that we are going to face the heaviest uh, judgment. Talking about teachers, leaders. We, we teach, we preach, we talk to people, but do we act, are we actually doing this? When we preach humility, are we actually humble? Because God will expose us to the, I mean, opportunity to be proud. Can we still be able to hold our head? So we need to begin to look inward and begin to work on ourselves because God means everything he says. He will never shift ground because of anybody. Jesus came to die for the sins of men. That was the program of God before he left heaven. At a time in his life when he came to this world facing the cross, he was almost changing, Lord, can you allow this thing to pass over me? In other words, can you change your mind? God said, I can't change my mind. You have to go through it. So if God the Father wouldn't change his mind for Jesus, 
I don't think he will for any of us. So we need to begin to sit up and begin. Forget about your ministry. Forget about your large church. It's about you now. Because our large churches are not going to be there when we face God. Our elders are not going to be there. Not even the closest person to you, your wife or your husband, is going to be you and him alone. So the better we begin to say the truth to ourselves, begin to look inward, begin to clean out, begin to deal with ourselves, the better it is. God bless you, sir. What uh, Pastor Ayo is saying, uh, this year, the word of God that came to us is for purging. The Bible says, Any, every man who have this hope, that's First John chapter 3, it says, purify himself, even as his what? So, what is the hope? Christ in us is the what? Is the hope of glory. So, is the is the, uh, the manifestation of Christ, the goddess, the world becoming flesh. That's the reason why we purify ourselves. The reason for purification is that the world becomes what? Flesh. And the life of God becomes flesh. That men will see it and respond to God. So all of the what the Lord is saying to us, like that much to understand, we're men who are not looking at their hearts. You know that what God said to the prophet Samuel while he was going to the house of Jesse. You know, he saw, he saw an handsome body-built guy and said, wow, this is the Lord's, um, this is the Lord's anointed. This is the Lord's uh, choice. And um, God says, no, you look at the outward, but I look at the heart. So what God wants us to uh, pay attention to in this season, you understand, is purification. Otherwise, if we don't purify our hearts, and how do we purify our hearts? Uh, through the word of God, right? I would say you are, you are uh, uh, being, uh, that's uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 5, by the washing of water, by the word, Right? So the, through the word of God, we are being washed, we are being poured, we are being cleansed. Why? So that the hope that is in us can no longer remain a hope, becomes a what? A reality, a manifestation, becomes flesh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I want, one of the things he equally said is that it uh, immediately begins to understand that what he was looking for. He couldn't place it, but immediately he was able to you know, so this is what I'm looking for. The soul was able to, what they had, he has to leave those things he felt it was and begin to embrace this light and understanding. Uh, I pray that the Lord would help us the more in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello, sir. What's your name, sir? Daniel. Okay, sir. Hallelujah. Um, my own experience started uh, when George Ovie invited me for the fellowship before he traveled to America. I had this experience before that time while I was in that school of ministry in Ekiti, that prison experience. And uh, if there were to be blue fasting or 
read fasting. There's no amount of fasting that I didn't do there because I found myself in a situation. So when I came in contact with Cave Abdullah Ministry, I saw his face, my brother here, and uh, for the first time, I saw Pastor Dan Lady with his wife, was introduced that day in uh, Papa's house here. And it was opportune, or rather, a uh, microphone was given to him to speak. And I began to imagine the depth. And he mentioned some things about fasting. And because uh, after eight months that I left that place, some of the things that have been said here, you know, I experienced it. I looked at myself in the mirror and immediately that aspect of forgetfulness. I forget who I, I, I am, who I saw there. And I went back and I began to, you know, live in Zion, having my live in Zion and relaxing and not doing what is expected of me. So I was standing, he was ministering that day and he delved into the spiritual aspect of the work of a Christian. And I said, ah, will I allow two and a half years of a thing that I didn't know about just go like that? And the things God, you know, told me there, after that message, after that meeting that day, I went back home. In the standing order of the prison, they don't allow an ATM, a waiting trial mate, to have access to biro or paper. But God granted me favor before the DCC then. And uh, the man bought me diary. Besides, I was opportunity to write some books, and I'm yet to complete the prison. A wilderness experience is there. Many things as, as per prison. I did a research, consulting them. In the, so that message he preached that day just geared me up, and I went back. I began to look at those things. I checked them. I checked them, and strength came to me to start the walk. Because I saw his face there. I heard it clearly. Not church. And he said, your flocks are the inmates. It was so direct. Three pastors that never knew themselves from Adam, I gave them prayer requests in that regard. They came. And on a different day, and told me the same thing, God said to me to tell you that he has given you a walk and Stay on it. When you are out, continue the work. In the work, your name is going to be known all over the world. And what was the word? A prison work. And I, until I got to Kebabla, that fire was ignited in me when he was ministering. And Papa came, said the same thing, buttress on the point. Then uh, uh, Pastor Chinyere came to buttress on the point. And from that time till now, one remarkable thing that cannot that it can never be enraged is that organizations are not allowed to bring liquid substance in the prison to do communion or anything. But when I began to look into some of the things that Pastor Danadi shared, that there are many, many other things that I've received, most especially for my brother here, when it comes to spiritual aspect, I began to go into it. And doors began to open. They would tell me, at different custodial, we don't allow this, but something is telling me, as you are talking, that we should allow it. And to the glory of God, we have testimonies. 
What has never happened in the history of condemned prison? They don't like people saying it's condemned. Because in those days, it was called condemned as Ibarra, Abelkuta. 65 inmates doing a motion era were released. After God gave me the direction, go there, have communion. The then controller of prison, Ogun State, we went to him. Because in Ogun State alone, we have six, uh, what's it called, uh, prisons in Ogun State. So I spoke with him because I got the direction. And the man said, you can come with the communion. And we went there. And as we were ministering, the Lord ministered to me that I should dig the ground and put the flesh and the, and the blood there and begin to speak against the ground. And do you know what happened? In the history of that prison, there had never been such a release. And it came to pass. And till today, they are still talking about it. And not just only that place. And the things I received in here, I go back to minister to them. And individually, God is affecting them, touching their lives. And they began to say that we have been, uh, men of God have been coming here to minister. But your own is different. Because we center on the souls, you know, the salvation of the soul. And the message gotten from here, when I mingled myself with it, meditatively, prayerfully, I began to see the power, the impact that is coming. I, 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 was, I was a lukewarm Christian. I was struggling with some things in my life. A lot of us, we don't like to share such area when it comes to humanizing. I was number one. Even after the encounter that I had, God took me to my village in the prison. I've never been to my village. And my senior brother that based in overseas came during that time. At the time I was, I gained that freedom. And I asked him, I said, ah, Brakendi, uh, how is our village? Is the Ndiago compound, Congo? And he told me. In the things I experienced, because I cannot just imagine myself among I assassined. My brothers and sisters, this is real. I'm rubber hardened criminals. I sleep with them, eat with them. When the, when in, the, in the evening time, they would say, story, 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 come out and share how you walk into this place. And I would go and be listening and listening to different vices. You understand? But what I want, what, what I want to share with us here is that the message that I got here but I don't want to, it's like I'm sharing testimony about my experience. <laughs> what, what, what I've gotten from here has really strengthened me. Has really strengthened me. And each time I go back and I am opportune to like this 10th of December and 17th, we have Christmas celebration with the inmates. And I've received something last week, Sunday, uh, Friday, uh, sorry, Monday that I came here. I'm receiving another one. Those are the things I go to deliver. Like Paul said to the Romans, said, I long for to come to you that I may impact unto you some spiritual gift. So as we come here, we have spiritual nuggets, spiritual gift that we give to one another, impartation. So we don't just take it for granted. And that thing is forming an image in us. And that image is the image of Christ. And for the first time I heard about the message of Tabernacle here, I've been, as a Christian, 1985, February 13, I gave my life to Christ. And the things, and I've known Pastor Francis. I've known him to be an artist those days. <laughs> I never knew he was going to be that outstanding. So the day I heard about Tabernacle from his house, I said, so all these years we've been playing. 
all these years we've been playing, and it's another dimension. And he will come. There was a day he came. He was buttressing that same. So I got myself rooted in the things God has, God has called me into as I began to come close to teachings in this place. And I don't regret it. Every Monday, I do go back with something. I know I'm going to go back with a lot today because I'm hearing, you know, new things that individually we are experienced. And the way it's coming, is the same thing. It's all buttress to, you know, stability in Christ Jesus. That having done all to stand, stand therefore having you. And here, yeah, this scripture became alive in my spirit. He said, the spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord. It searches the inward part of the belly. Yea, even the deep things of God. That day, he was the one sharing and he picked up that scripture. Pastor Daniel, you wouldn't know. The, the extent you delve into the scripture that day, it opened my eyes. The spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord. And he was saying, what does candle, what, what, what do we do with candle? It lighting up. So as believers, born again spiritually, you have been given access to knowing, present continuous, what is in the mind of the spirit of God. So if we don't come into that place of fellowship in him, we cannot know. So this place, I have been so blessed that I came into this place and I know people like you. I'm not a pastor who have a, a ministry, a church a auditorium. I'm a pastor called out to the inmates, those lovely people that are there. They need you and I. The message of salvation is not to them. It has gone beyond God so loved the world. Because many of them are Christian. But if you get this message we are getting here, you are able to go deep into the spirit. God will give you a particular word. To them, you just see them giving their life to Christ in another dimension. We've had testimonies that... The message of salvation is new that we deliver there. And it's because of what? Because of the spiritual aspect. That deep collect unto deep. That's which we are receiving here. And it has been so good. And I pray that God will continue to increase us and expand our horizon. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Apostle Dave. I don't know what he said. What? Okay. Amen. Somebody. You know, we thank God for this, like a testimony for today. What the Lord has been doing or dealing with your soul. It's a very wonderful testimony. One man singing a song. Sing. What a marvel, Lord Jesus. What a marvel, Lord. Is to do marvel, Lord, things to me. A woe. It's a very nice song. <laughs> Amen, somebody. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we thank God. When you are in the fellowship of the saint, you thank God. Where everybody flow according to the meat or the bread they have. I have gained a lot from everybody here. Amen, somebody. I gained a lot from all of you. And I thank all of you for being a blessing. To me and to other people. All the what you share, all the things God I gave to you. I've been a partaker of them. And I don't want to call them. And I know what I'm saying. Because we are blessed. We are what? Blessed. We are blessing. I've received much. And one thing I receive much is the love of the brethren. The what? The love of the brethren. To able to uh, come into of 
prayer for my brothers and sisters in the spirit. That's what God has been dealing with me here. Because all the time we're talking about love. Love is not something you say in your mouth. Love is something you, you, you practice. And practicing it by God's grace. Make sure the, the, the church, the body of Christ, be in order according to the pattern of the New Testament. That's what God is dealing with me. Say, pray for your brother, pray for your sisters. Let them be in order. You can hear the word with time mingle prayer. You can't walk more. When you hear the word, you go back and do what? I knew that and said, God, take over this one. I was, the other day, my soul, sorry, my spirit was praying for my soul. Come up. Come up. I said, what do you mean about that? <laughs> Are you understanding? Come up here. I said, come and do what? He said, come and do my way. Receive my power and do my way. Receive my power and do my way. No, so I, I wake up. I say, oh God, I need their power to do your way. The power of God is not manifesting whatever we call. The power of God is to do what? To do God's way. This year, you know, we are talking about conquering. We are saying God. That message, conquering, is a very nice message, which our brother teaches us here, about conquering our soul. That sword conquering us. I went back. I said, God, conquer me. Have something in me which I never be conquered. Conquer me. I need the conquer of my soul. And thank God for the eyes of understanding, being enlightened in my soul. My soul eyes was enlightened by the message of internal life, which we are hearing. I go out, I see many things which you're not supposed to be to you to behold. I meet a bishop, a friend of mine. So let me know how these guys make it, how they are make this thing they are doing. Let me see how they are doing it. You see, I called him and I said, oh, Bishop, how are you, sir? I humble myself to you. Say, you are welcome. You know, it's not good to imitate anybody. I mean, I mean somebody. If you want to imitate, imitate those who are where? where? Who are in the spirit? Who walk according to God's pattern? Now, when I called the young man, I said, how do you get this you get? He said, Pastor Dave, can you submit to me? I said, how can I submit to you? He said, I will teach you how to make it. I said, can you teach me, sir? I want to know. Say, so I walk in people's brain. I do what? I walk in people's brain. I don't understand how you walk in people's brain. He says, submit to me, let me show you. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes go help me to endure before I cannot endure. Help me what? Endure. Eh? <laughs> I'll give you back. If you want to fight, I'll fight you. And I'm sure I'm going to eternity. Not you, you can't stop me. I will tell you, you can't stop me. And you will not stop me. After fighting, I go and ask God, have mercy on me. <laughs> somebody. But Jesus tell me it's not, it's not the way. Through teaching of the gospel here. Amen, somebody. Jesus touched something in me. So, you know, when it starts from you and your wife, I understand. When they start in the house, when I will tell you, get out from here, you man. I say, you, you tell me, get out. Today I will show you. <laughs> I go beat the hell of him. Amen, somebody. That's me. But Jesus touched me. If you don't know, know me well, it was like, I said, God, what? I have something in me. I have everyone. I go, power move. I said, God, this thing is not what, power move is not what I need. This is not power. Power is you to conquer me. When you conquer me, that's power I need. I don't need this power, people, having testimony without you conquering me. You do something for people. You, a man that doing it, 
is inside the lake. Inside what? Lake. You know, a man can be in lake doing great miracle. You don't know? <laughs> can be in vomit. Don't call it vomit. Doing a miracle. I was in lake. No, you don't know. I was in lake of fire burning with brimstones. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> but Jesus saved me. And said, that's not a part I call you for. I call you to humble yourself. No matter what any man, that's not what I call you. Humble yourself for me. And my brother, this meeting has made us to become God's children. When this young man was talking about the sons, please, if you see me, call me son. Amen, somebody. Call me what? Son, David. Son what? I belong to God. We are sons by making. By what? Making by internal light the world. God has made us. He has been a blessing for everyone. Amen, somebody. And we thank God for I don't know who I'm going to thank more. All of you are wonderful. We are what? We are wonderful. Can you clap your foot, brother? Please clap yourself. We are wonderful. Don't see yourself. You are little. You are somebody. Amen. Because it's not a testimony where which of them went out and they show what God is putting in them. Amen, somebody. We are wonderful. The only thing I want to drop here, let us love each other more than this. We are brothers and sisters. Please care for your brother. Care for your sisters. If you don't see anyone, ask. Kneel down. Even though somebody is not working according to standard, call him in love. God saved me to call people in love. Before, I will give it to you, but see what they look at you. I think say you are preaching. You are, all those you are preaching here, talking. You are not doing it. Just come here to deceive us. Amen, somebody. But God tell me, that's not to do, do it. <laughs> you don't do that. Amen, somebody. You don't do that. It's not the way. Because when you go out and see how people are suffering, it's not because they don't know. They, there's something in them. The Bible says the prince of the air hold them handsome. Sorry, hold them with captivities. We need to deliver them. Pray for your brother. Many are in, into trouble. This gospel. When you have something to share with people, you know that. If you have something to share with people, have people that pray for you. If nobody pray for you, you can find yourself to another way. Amen, somebody. I thank God for all of you. There's something that like the Lord is saying about, you know, that word he say about uh, prayer, fasting and prayer. Brother, if you are not fasting and prayer, you can't make it. When you fast, something happens to you. You are, I'm telling you, fasting and prayer have something to do with you. I understand? All of the time, I meet him before in the camp, but I stop. I do what? I stop fasting. Every time he say it, he say, because what make me to be who I am? The word and the fasting are what? Prayer, walk together. Walk what? Together. When you hear, go and do what? Kneel down. That's something God will do for me. I thank God for that. Every two o'clock or one, he wake me up. It's something I love every day. I will pray only when I'm tired. Around six, I'm okay. It's building my soul. God is working here. The only thing I still tell you, Love one another. Can you say it, everybody? You know, I'm, I'm not teaching you. Please, we are sharing it. <laughs> no, I'm not teaching. <laughs> love what? One another. When we love one another, nobody can conquer us. Are you understanding? Well, if we love one another, nobody, no kingdom of darkness, no dominion, no authority can be able to conquer us. Next year, we will show the world that Jesus is real. The image of God is in us. We are the throne of Christ. God bless you. Thank you.
Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Uh, one of the emphases uh, Apostle Ruth did made is the emphasis of uh, love for one another. And it's one of the uh, areas we, we began when this year, you know, Papa, Papa's, um, Papa's um, message, if all, Papa always says, the love for the brethren. And that's why we don't forget it. We read um, Psalm 133. I said, How good and how pleasant is it for brethren to dwell together in unity? Saying, This the Lord command and even life what forevermore. So you see that uh, the love for the brethren is very, very important. You understand? Somebody will tell me that if you say, I have love for brethren, and the brethren is doing something that is not okay, can't I talk to the person? <laughs> and I talk to that person because even love, you know, love, love commands um, rebuke, right? Love brings correction, right? So why? Because uh, we want to see that uh, all of us are, are, are moving from the present state you are to a better, to a better. We want to develop ourselves because the reason is that we will not be all here tomorrow, right? Something will take you out to somewhere. So you see that thing that your brother is able to tell you that, see that thing we do, so I don't like her, I don't do okay at all. See that thing he's saying, he's saying it in love, right? So if I can make some level of what? Adjustment. When I get out there, what will happen? I won't repeat such things because I have allowed myself for correction. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it's, important, it's very important. Another thing he mentioned again, the emphasis is so much on love. Just let's love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my what? My disciples indeed. When you have what? Love for one another. So I will know that you are a full house of Christ. It's a love for the brethren. The love for the brethren. Very, very important. Then another thing he said that, you know, that reached out to him again is how that he's allowing the word of God is hearing to conquer. Am I right, sir? Either the areas of our lives, every one of us will have that areas of our life that we're trusting God's word to conquer those areas of our life. You understand? And this will not happen after hearing the word. I don't hear and leave it. I hear and go back and labor with what I've heard. That is what will cause the change, the transformation I'm trusting God for. So if I hear the word and I don't labor with it, the change that that word can bring, I will not experience it. I will not have it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay. Praise God. I have a lot to say, but I'm just going to say some few things. Praise God. As a man of God, if you don't have integrity, you will lost it. One of those things that I lost, I, I learned here is integrity. As coming a ministers of God, there is something that God do to me in this place. And one of those things is love and integrity. Before I go on, I want to bring out a story that I'll stay with. One of these days you were teaching about integrity. So, 
I was with this, my brother. And we had a business. He introduced me to somebody on a business. Then that business is going to shift me from my work to the north. My spirit was not actually happy with it. So I began to say, ah, Lord, that is where I came from. Will I go back there? So I began to pray about it. So the person gave us, gave me the sample of those uh, goods, three of them. So he said, 115, am I right? 115 for, the, for each. So he gave me the sample that I should go and give it to the people to see if they would like it before he will handle the business to me. But I was actually praying whether if the thing is going to work. So along the line, we came in here, and I have sent the, the samples. So you were teaching about integrity. My brother, after we left here, my brother now asked me, how about those samples they gave you some time ago? I said, what you concern your guy? Now you they give sample. Now me they give sample. So he was raising the matter and I was also raising it. So while we were arguing about these samples, he was telling me that my brother, integrity, you are diverting from integrity. They gave you sample. Then go and give them results. So while we were, he was actually bringing that I was very angry in my spirit that maybe he does not want me to actually gain something from that. Because for my heart, I thought the person dash, has dashed me those things as a sample. It become my own. So I began to ask him, wait, this thing, I thought that they gave me the sample and it belonged to me. So I can move on. He said, no, I should go and report to the people. That is integrity. How do you go with those things? I, I say, in fact, I was very angry. We were on the road. It's not household. We were on the road. And in fact, my, my, my body said, don't, don't sweat. Everywhere, I was very angry. So he was raising the issue. My brother, integrity, you are diverting from it. So while I was angry, then I heard a voice said, listen, go back to where you brought those things and make a report. So, I was very angry with him. In fact, he diverted this way, me, myself. I take one way. Uh, he was telling me, Oga, bye-bye. I say, I better go. We'll go see later. So, when I got home, I said, with that voice that was telling me that I should listen, I told my wife that I have haunt my friend. There is something that I have to go and do. So that day, I did not call him. The next morning, I have to tell my wife, let us go back to the man. We went back to the man. I told the man, we met the wife. I said, please, the sample. How about the sample? He said, hey, I'll be waiting for you. You never give me the report. I thought, but I said, I thought that you gave it to me so that I can market it off. Then before coming to tell you whether if I need the business. He said, hey, where the money now? I said, I just say you don't give me the money. You don't already dash me. He said, no, give me my money. <sighs> I told my wife, I better check your pocket there. 
she checked her pocket. She brought the 3,000. She brought 4,400. She gave to her. I said, okay, madam, be going home. Let me go and trace my brother. He has corrected me for something. So I now returned back. I began to make apology that I misunderstood him. But actually, that word of integrity that I have learned here has actually moved me forward. When I was in the world, I was a businessman, but I want to tell you, I had integrity, but there are times where you come to a minister, something they say, you are a minister of God. There are, <laughs> it's a very risk. One of my pastors said, love is risk. But I want to tell you, you have to walk in integrity. And I love that message. It has moved me forward because if you are in the congregation, you, are, you don't have that integrity. I don't know how people will follow you. I don't have a church, but my calling is an evangelism. But I want to tell you, one of those things that moved me right from that day was that integrity. You will not come to my house and say you want to go because you want to go empty. There is something that I have to make sure that I give to you so that you will not use me to go and do one thing. I, I must have something. Instead of you to have something to say, I have to put that shame away. And one of those things that make people to begin to gather in my house every Saturday is because of integrity. They used to say, Pastor, please, we want to be gathering in your house. Make it that let us be gathering so that we can be having a teaching. And that thing has become... Maybe if you come to my place, you will say, ah, when did you start the ministry? And you are having all of these things. It's because I learned something here that called integrity. When you come to me, even if I don't have, if I see that you are complaining, I will have to see, as I am standing, looking at everybody, the way you are reacting. I will come and meet you. Do you have any transport there? If you don't have, I have to make sure that what I learned here, I have to distribute it. If I don't have, I have to go to my brother and say, hello, sir. Did you have anything here? Borrow me. I'm going to give you back. I will collect it and solve other people's problems. And that one has been moving me forward for what I have learned here. And if you don't have integrity as a man of God, that thing will actually shut the ministry. Integrity will always move your ministry because your, uh, my pastor said something here. I mean, pastor said, our life is what they are studying. People will study our lives, not the scripture. The way we live our lives, how do we live? So that is what people will copy. Your life will make people to come to you. Your life will also make people to, to be driven away from you, your characters. So I so much learned about that. Praise God. Praise God. So who is this? Speaking to us again. You have something to say? You have something to say? Oh, yeah. Praise the Lord. I thank God for this privilege. Uh, actually, I've not been here. For, my name is Pastor Victor. Yes, I've been here for a couple of months now. Will I say two months? Thereabouts. 
Excuse me. Well, I've been blessed. I've been blessed. Uh, while I was coming, or oh, let's say for some days now, uh, some thoughts, like I've rather say, have been in my mind. And uh, I've been looking at it. And uh, a few, few days ago, I was, uh, I was listening to one of the programs being heard here where one of the pastors here was you know, teaching and expanded the thought that was going on in my mind. And I was so much blessed. And that was, what was it? In fact, I, I remember on, on, on that occasion when the pastor was sharing, because I was listening to it, uh, I was online listening to it, and he, he made mention of the fact, it was Pastor Uche, he said, he said that, you know, that our Lord Jesus, that, you know, many times when we, when we were asked the greatest work that the Lord Jesus, you know, who, who says the death on, on the cross. But actually, that even becoming a man, becoming, agreeing to become a man, was death on his own. It was death on his own. And uh, sincerely, in the work of God, I've been in ministry for more than 10 years now, 15 years thereabouts, and I have discovered that in recent times, uh, my life has really affected people because as I began to learn this, uh, this death, I see that that is where... Uh, uh, the, 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 the other people can be affected. So recently, the Lord began to, there was this thought that, you know, began to uh, bubble in my heart. And, and the Lord said to me, he said, son, you know the saying that said, he said, you know, you know there's this uh, physics theory that says action and reaction are equal and opposite. Those of you who do physics. And uh, I begin to see that on daily basis in ministry, as I encounter people, I see this theory come up all the time. And before now, I've always, you know, followed it the way it is. Action and reaction and equal and opposite. But the, the Holy Spirit said, no, it's not, it's not equal and opposite for a child of someone who has come into Christ. The action and reaction... They are equal to grace. Now, you apply grace. What do I mean by that? I, I, I discovered that in many times as we interact, you commit a brother, even a pastor as we are like this. Some people, because of their attitude, because of one thing or the other, they do. It could even be your wife. And they, they will do things that are very offensive. Do you know that most times, I'm talking of myself now, most times, you discover that oh, this person, you begin to resent the person. If there, were, if there was something good you want to do for this person, or you know, the way you, you will not want to treat the person again in the, that right way, you're supposed to treat the person. Uh, because you, 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 somebody asks you, ah, why, why? You say, no, no, no. This person's attitude and all of that. You are right, though. But actually, you discover that if, it's, if, if you are in Christ, you are wrong. Because what you are just exhibited is that your action 
is, is equal to the, 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 you know, your reaction is equal to the action that person met to you because his, his action to you is negative. So your reaction now has to be equally negative. And every other person will say it's right. You are correct. But I have discovered that, wow, for many years, I've operated that way, even though it may not be very visible, but it will be very salient, but still you communicate the same thing. But I've discovered that sincerely, even in the church where I pastor, in recent times, I've, I, I discovered that I begin to affect so many lives positively. And these people, most of the people, when they behave and when they act, they know. It's not like they don't know. They know that oh, what they've done is wrong. And some of them were like, expecting, I know this is how, uh, I know this is the response I'm expecting from pastor. And the Holy Spirit said, no, this is not the response. Now, respond with grace. Praise the Lord. So, uh, I, as I began to, some of them will be expecting me, you know, and I, I begin to see that before now, I'm using myself as an example, because before now, we are like buttons. People press you and they know the reaction. But Jesus Christ said we are like wind. The wind blows. We are listed. No man knows where it goes, where it's coming from. It just the wind. So people can manipulate you easily. They will not be able to determine what you're going to do next. So I, I, I've seen so many uh, come in one word or the other. I know they, they do some things and... You know, let's take, for instance, in the church setting, a brother supposed to be this, you are, uh, this was supposed to be doing, and uh, yeah, just all of a sudden, you are no longer doing it, and you are showing attitude and all of that, and the brother needs something, and I go all out, go all the way, and I meet that need, and I've seen people come, they are like shocked. Ah, you mean you did this? I say, what is it? Is the normal? And honestly, I've discovered that this thing has won more souls, more than the preaching. Praise the Lord. More than my preaching. I, I have discovered that in my relationship with my wife, it has done more good. Than, in fact, I've been married for 15 years. This, this, this particular theory the Lord has been bringing in my heart, and the Lord brought us it with, when our brother was preaching that last, I think that was last week Thursday as I was listening to him. It has really brought the relationship with my wife has been so myself and my wife has been so wonderful, and I see that engaging the word of God as I meet people before now, you know, oh, this church setting, this this and that. But now, I I discovered that as this this life wherever you carry it, whether it's in church or you're in the market or you're on the road. You, you discover that this life, you, you begin to engage this life unconsciously. It's, it's a daily, it's, it's just like it flows from the inside. Praise the Lord. So I, I, I am blessed and I want to say that I'm blessed being with you. And do you know that my, before now I spent a lot of hours binding the devil. But you discover that when you, when you do this, you don't, you don't have so much devil to bind you. Sincerely. So you, you have time to fellowship. You have time to fellowship, to worship the Lord. I, I don't know how many of you have noticed that I've been coming here before everybody. I've been coming very early. Each time I come here, I will not meet anybody. I say, ah, this people have not started. If I want this, I see if I should just continue. My wife said, well, ask me, where is, where is this place you are going in? In the same time that I said, don't worry, you will soon be here. Praise the Lord. 
God bless you, sir. Thank you. This, this is what we this is what we call fellowship where that you take um, you listen to somebody and listen to there's somebody listening to you understand you know there are people that when they talk you hear them quickly and you just speak and fellowship and that fellowship brought a thought and that thought is what is bringing the grace of response to things. So if he has not fellowship, you understand, with the things he has heard, there won't be grace to respond to things that, you no, know, uh, 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 that uh, fixes, that, that fixes uh, a question you give. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Romans chapter, chapter 12, we have this to say, say, do not overcome with good, but overcome good with what? Not be overcome by what? Thank you very much. Not to be overcome by evil, right? But overcome, overcome evil with good. You understand? And you can't arrive there just like that, without fellowshipping with God's word. That's what, what, that's what you say. That as a result of fellowship, grace was, you know, released. So certain ways he normally responds before. It's not the way he's responding now. It's not because of fellowship. Hallelujah. Any other one? Okay. Forgotten. Praise the Lord. So I thank God for this platform, Minister's Rest. It has helped me a lot. Uh, I was introduced to this place by, by Pastor Sunday. Uh, by the time I got there, I do meet uh, uh, my bishop teaching by then. <laughs> that one hijacked me. Where am I going again? The word so powerful used to touch me. Then I said, wow. I've been into one minister's meeting now. Every Monday they do, we do a meeting there. So this one, I just said, let me come and test it and go back to my place. And the first day I reached there like this, they do test message to me there. And I said that I'm into, my, I'm into a minister's rest. I said, which one is minister's rest again? Let me give you the address. You can meet me there. And I said, ah, we are here now. And I said, okay, we are still in the same fireyard. You can continue in their place. Let me continue here. Myself, I continue coming here. So what I want to dish out from my talking there is stability. In whatever you are doing, in whatever you have, or God put in your heart to be stabilized in your conscience, in whatever you are undergoing, in whatever you want to do. Don't, don't let anything distract your attention. Many ways, Satan will come. 
like that of, that of Matthew chapter 4, when Jesus Christ met with Satan. That they were said before that say, uh, can you turn stone to bread? That is sort of distraction. You know that you, Jesus Christ can turn, he has the power and ability to do such. But when you are unstable, in the gospel you, are, you, you, are, uh, you have, when you are unstable, something like that, Satan will use it because he knows that you can do it. So, whatever we are doing, let's be, cultivate the habit of stability to stabilize ourselves, our faith. God said that no single thing, no good thing will he be told from those that walk uprightly before him. I would have already been stepped back from coming here. We know some period of time I was absent here. Even I told Papa because of my work, obviously I job. So that one distract my coming here. But I do stay with God. A son that is not listening to the father again is already become a bastard. When the, my, the man of God desist from listening to, from, hear from hearing from God, no, it's no more child of God. It's no more master, man of God again. You can see, when Saul desist from hearing from God and starts running and scatter to hear from another demons, this one scatters his kingdom. So, God now spoke to me. Say, son, I put you there to hit the manna that I'm setting from heaven, but you refuse to go to the place because of your own, what you call it, your own food, because of bread, so that. I will be able to collect money, big money. I throw away the God's word. And I, I did not throw it away. When I have chance, I used to go there. But you are no more consistent with the place I put you. Anytime you have chance, you go. I beseech every one of us. If you have the mind of, if I come on Monday, first week, by end of the by the, before end of the month, I will still try and present myself or once in the month or once twice in the month. <laughs> this place is not like that. It's God's setting. This platform is God's setting. God brought us here in order to affect the whole nation. Not only this Lagos. We that are here, we are here for purpose. It's not by an accident at all. We have been approved and assigned from heaven that we are going to be in the minister's rest to do a particular work. Just guys say that this work we, that is doing that we are going to do more than it. So God set us here 
to come and affect the whole nation, our generation. And I pray in the name of Jesus, it will be so. So, I sat back by, the, by that period, faced my work in the office. I told Papa, I told uh, Pastor Samson too, that this is something affected me, I won't be able to. But when I received the slap, <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't myself again. <laughs> I called some of the ministers of God and let them know. And God let me know that it's as a result of the way I allow the Satan to speak to me through that food. That is what made by distraction. So I thought it's a way, it's a good thing for me to have something like that, but it's not the will of God. And I pray to God, how can I do it? I thank God. It's from the office that it gave me the privilege when I pray. Because I used to be there from seven. And Monday, I can't tell. You see, every day I will be taking permission that I'm going to somewhere. I'm going to, ah. It's not my work. It's government work. So I don't, prayer have power. And I put this minister's rest into prayer that I'm bringing something out. Where is my storex to receive it back? Every Sunday, I will go to the pulpit and preach. If I have an invitation to a church, I will go there and talk and preach. But where am I receiving from where? I need to gather and you need to fellowship in order for me to receive. I will not tell you a lie. I'm receiving a lot here. Both men and women of God that are here, with those to you. I'm receiving a lot here. The Spirit of God will never leave you in the name of Jesus. Amen. And the grace of God will continuously abound upon our Papa, Pastor Francis Isibo, in that, and his wife in the name of Jesus. Amen. Those are the ones God gave God the vision of this platform that affected the whole nation. Because we that are here, we are the nation. We are the nations. Just Christ said, uh, the Bible told us that just Christ gathered the disciples and preached the world and sent them out to two to go and affect the whole generation, to go and affect the whole world. That is what is going on here. That is the work of Jesus that is pro progressing, still moving forward. And that the world is assigned unto us like this, the power and the grace to carry it out will be given unto us in the name of Jesus. I thank God in the life of all the men and women of God that used to preach this here, they affected my life a lot. They make me to know the way forward, the next step to be taken. When I've been derailed, I was called back to the word that I'm hearing here. When I got home like this, I would go through the message that I used to jot the administration will be coming to me that, see what you have done. See, you need to do this. You, need, you have set back. See, see what you are doing now. And I start correcting myself. 
So I put that my work, I put it in prayer. And they called me. They said that that place that you normally, I said, yes, we used to go there every Monday. And I said, ah, okay. What will happen there is that you have, they just give me the grace. So as soon as we leave like this, I'm going back to the office just to go and shine and go home. So before, I used to sneak out and tell Pastor Francis and Pastor something that I'm going, I would just take my bag and go. Because when I checked the time, that you people did not quickly round up. Because I told them to. I took permission from office. I told them by two, we close. So they said that, don't let it reach 2.30. I said, yes, I will soon be. But when I see that you are staying till three, ah, I'll be shaking. and say, ah, what am I going to do? Is it not query? Is it not something? I'll quickly sneak out. God just give me rest of mind. He said that, ah, you have power to tell them. So, so, so. I, I just get to the office. They say I should go and put it to the black and white. I give them immediately they stamp it. So now I have rest of my I used to even if you like you can sit you for a I will still be with you too. <laughs> Just to get to the office like this, I will sign. And then I'll go home immediately. It's not that I will go there and sit down again. I will just go there and sign. And then take my leave. So I thank God in the life of Pastor Francis Isibo for giving the grace. Uh, to have this kind of platform to carry out the ministry um, assignments. May the Lord help him the more in the name of Jesus. And every other uh, ministers that God is using here, ah, may the Lord be with you, sir. God help you all in the name of Jesus. It is well with you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Any other person who is responding again? Okay. Pastor Modestus. Praise the Lord. Um, I really want to thank God for this opportunity. I happen to be a student of leadership. So whenever I go to any environment, wherever I go to, I just sit down and observe the leadership of the system. And so, because um, if something goes wrong with the head, it affects the body. Praise God. Okay, so what I've observed about um, our Papa, uh, Pastor Francis Sibo, is that um, he's accountable, he's a man of accountability. And why did I arrive at that? How did I arrive at that? Is because of the um, assessment question he posed the last time about growth. He asked, he came here and asked the question um, that why are we not growing? What's affecting the growth? That because what is coming out of here needs to go out. More people are supposed to benefit from it. But that so what's the challenge? What's the problem? Why is it that instead of growing? Um, some of the people that were even here before are not coming. So I began to study that. I began to meditate on that because it takes humility, actually, to ask that assessment question, to assess, to be open to the people, to carry the people along, to ask that. That shows that it's humility to, um, to know that even though you are the head, you, cannot, you are not 
El Shaddai. Because we have been told that if you go and take the place of El Shaddai, that you shall soon die. We, sh we shall soon realize that you shall die. And I have seen it happen in places where a man of God says, I am the authority here. I don't need to hear from anybody. My, what I say is final. And in such places, I become careful. It's just a matter of time. One of them called a meeting and said, I just called this meeting for the purpose of formality, just to call a meeting. I know what I want to do with my organization. I don't need your contribution. I stepped out because I know that's the, that's, that there's no future of that organization. And in no time, it shut down. Praise God. So where you find leadership that is not accountable, there's a problem. And so that's one of the things I've observed. For you to evaluate what you are doing. Because you see, there's a saying that when you do the same thing the same way and expect a different result, it's not that definition of insanity. It's insane. Praise God. Somebody is not thinking right. When you are doing the same thing the same way, over and over again, and you are expecting, like you run an organization for 10 years, there's no growth, and you are not asking questions, and you are still doing the same things you are doing the same way. Meanwhile, so what I found out in places is that there's a disconnect between what they are doing and what they are saying. There's no alignment. Praise God. There's no alignment. If there's no alignment, no, there's, if, what you, if your action is different from... <laughs> I like that uh, theory, that uh, science theory. Action, reaction, equal, equal and opposite. You know? So if, you are, if the action you are putting out is opposite what you are doing, is another disconnect. Praise God. Things will, things will fall apart and the center will not be able to hold. And you will still be wondering what is wrong. And, but the challenge is, when you are doing something, you need to be able to ask, do assessment, ask questions, evaluate, review what you are doing. Is it working? Or is it or I, I even find out that some people have the intention to fail in what they are doing. And therefore, they don't ask questions. They are not seeking for truth. How can you live that way, even as a minister? Praise God. It's, 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 it has another, it's another definition of in, insanity to another level, to another degree. And when I observe that, I'm always very, very, I distance myself from those kind of people. That you are doing something and you are not evaluating. You are not assessing it. You are not reviewing what you are doing. That's an, you are, maybe you have an intention to actually fail over time. So I can't be a part of such a vision. So one of the things I've observed, I've learned here, is that accountability is strong. And that's a leadership subject. Praise God. A leader that is not accountable, that is, I said it, if you, are, if you are not accountable, it means that you want to put yourself in the position of El Shaddai, and you shall surely die. It's not a, it's not a you don't need a prophet to tell you that. Praise God. You don't need a soothsayer. Accountability is key. 
Humility is key. Even uh, Mama herself, at a time, one day she came and also said something about that. She referred to some of the things they had done in the past that maybe it affected some people and some reactions, like um, he said. Maybe some people put up an action and then they reacted, you know, and the people left the organization or so. So she came and um, rephrased and, and, and said something about that. That's, and they were even willing to apologize. One other thing you do as a leader, some leaders don't know how to say, I'm sorry. There are leaders that can never say sorry. And that's one of those um, characteristics of the leaders who are in the position of El Shaddai. Praise God. No apologies. They do things and they bone face. Even when the thing is wrong. They use bone face to do things. And that's what the Bible talks about um, the leaders of those days. That the Bible mentions that in your own midst, in our midst, it shall not be so. You know, because those ones, they use intimidation and um, bewitch, they bewitch people and do a lot of things and get away with it. But that will not help an organization to grow. Praise God. If you have an intention to succeed at what you do, you need to be, number one, humble. That's what I've observed here. That humility is key. Because if you are not humble, you will stumble. You will stumble. It's not... You don't need a prophet. If you are not humble, because you see, because humble people look, they look, they try to observe, they look down and find out what is going on. But proud people look up, and if you are looking up, you are likely to hit something and you are going to fall, you stumble. Praise God. So that's my observation, and that's what impressed me. You know, this is testimony. We are saying that we should talk about the things that has impressed us, has affected us. I'm a, a, a student of leadership. My background is leadership. So wherever I go to, I look out for leadership. And if that leadership is not accountable, one, is not humble, two, they, because um, people who are not accountable cannot apologize. They never tender any apology because they're not accountable to you. Some of them are not even accountable to God, and that's the most dangerous one. They've taken the place of Eshadai. I, I, I go back there. <laughs> Praise God. It's only God that is El Shaddai. Only God. If you go and tamper with the place of El Shaddai, you know the result. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, all, all I want to draw from the things he said, just this, is that beyond what we say, beyond what we teach, people equally are looking at the way we live, the way we respond to things, the way we do things. So as a minister of the gospel, you, you could teach uh, you could teach um, you could teach so well so wonderful 
But see, the person, the person, somebody will, will come in to church and is not looking at, he's just, he's also observing how does uh, the husband, how is he submit, how is the man, how does the man love the wife? That's what somebody's looking at. Somebody's looking at how the woman is submissive to the husband. That's what they're looking at. So you are preaching. You are saying what you are saying. You understand? People are hearing you. Some people are shouting. Some people are applauding you. But there's someone in the congregation. There's something just taking notes of. Just, there's something he want, he's looking at. And if he gets that's why he can open up his heart and receive what you are saying. I want us to pay attention to what everyone of us has been saying. I want us to pay attention to that. There are people who walk into our, our places of fellowship they're not ready to come and hear what you are saying. They just want to see the life you are living. And if your life is opposite what you are saying, they won't listen to you. After a while, they may just walk out. So what I'm, trust, I'm trusting the Lord is that uh, uh, the life I live or the word I preach should be corresponding to the life I'm living. Very important. So when I sit down now, you understand? All the revelation you are sharing, you don't share that revelation. You know what he's still looking? He's looking at the leadership. I told you that the mama came here and said, I'm sorry that there are reactions towards your, you know, there are actually two because of the way you guys were that thing. But maybe I'm not supposed to behave that way. I'm so sorry. So I don't want to use this uh, language. When you're in Shada, you're Shada. I don't want to do that one. <laughs> I don't like it. So what, uh, what I'm trying to say in effect is this, is that um, is by, if at this time, by the level of light and understanding we receive, we are not apologetic. Am I right? Am I right? I forget to say my teacher did here. We are not apologetic. You can't say I'm sorry. then something is wrong. So beyond what I am saying, beyond what I come and say, there are, there are people who are taking floor with that. We are saying the things you are teaching should correspond with the, my relationship with a brother, with a sister. Very important. Very important. So because you never can tell who sit down the ministry is going on. Things are happening. But he's taking. He's seeing. This man, is he submissive? Is he humble? That sister, is he submissive? Is he, is he humble? If they see it, they know that the thing you are teaching is true. How will stand to our feet? And just talk to God this... Um, afternoon. Like what James said, James says um, that he will not be a forgetful hearer. You know, the things you are hearing, they are to form the life we should live, the way we should live. But we do be we do out of the world that we are here. And we would respond to God this uh, afternoon. And all our experiences we have shared, 
the area that has reached out to us again, that the Lord will help us as we, even go, as we go back home. We will pay attention to those areas. We will trust the Lord in the place of fellowship and uh, see how that those things have been addressed. So that when men see us, they will see not just us, they will see the life of God being perpetrated by us. Father, we are grateful. Well, thank you for your word today. Thank you for how you have been shining light, the experiences of your people that has come to us where we need to make adjustments. Father, we receive grace to respond to your word, to that which you are saying, even now, even in this season, that our lives will be a replica of the things we say, the things we teach, the things we preach, the things we share, our life will be a replica of it, our Father. We are grateful because we know we are responding. We are, you are, we are, we are responding. We are not forgetting the, that which you are saying to us in this season. We are responding with our heart, with our mind, with our strength, with our soul, with our body. We are responding to your word. We thank you, our Father. Oh, we give you praise. We give you glory. We appreciate you, Father. We love you, Lord. We bless you, our Father. We give you all the praise and glory. Blessed be your holy name. In the mighty name of Jesus, we are praying. Father, we, even as we we'll partake of your flesh and your blood, our areas where we have not been able to fully express you, God, by the reason of your flesh and your blood, we receive grace, we obtain mercy, we find help to be able to uh, overcome those weaknesses, our Father. That truly your life, your life will be demonstrated through us, even in this our body, in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, our Father. We bless your holy name. We give you all the praise. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are prayed. Amen.
please, um, can we give our offering? Let's dip our hands to our pockets and wallet as we give our offering. You don't have cash, you can't, you know, sow into the ministry account. Amen, brethren. Please, I, I pray for everybody. This Friday is the last Friday of night vision of this place. I want everyone to attend that night vision. Whether you're a big man, you're a poor man, anyhow you think you are. <laughs> Amen. Any level you find yourself, please, we need to be in that night vision. If you're highest, please, let us come together and pray for ourselves. Amen. Please, I beg you. Started from 10 by God's grace. God bless you. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, next week will be the week for the mansion. So for as many of us who have young people, please, um, yeah, is it next week? <laughs> okay, next two weeks. <laughs> we'll be a time for Marshall. So, and um, we encourage that uh, if you have young people around you, uh, try and um, encourage them to be in that meeting. Administration, uh, okay, the flyers, we have flyers to that effect. So, if you, you know you have young people, flyer to that effect for a mansion, a mansion. And um, the mansion is from the 18th to the 21st of December. Hallelujah. So uh, uh, our sister and brother, Pastor Dan and the wife, conference and uh, the title for this meeting is the lamb so uh, the date is uh, Sunday the 11th of December to the 18th which is from Sunday to Sunday uh, is a morning and evening section the morning section is by 9am and the evening section is by 5pm and the venue is 5 to Nard Street to Nadi Street of Mobalaji. Sorry, number two, to Nadi Street, to Nadi Street of Mobalaji uh, Bank, Anthony Way, Kaja, Lagos, Nigeria. So let's um, uh, endeavor to make ourselves available for that meeting, and the Lord would bless us in Jesus' name. Can we share the grace and fellowship? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of your spirit.
Rest about us now forevermore. Amen. Surely your goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives as we dwell in the house of God forever and ever. Amen. Shalom. God bless us.
to set aside a time, seasons, hours, fastings, deny yourself food, deny yourself pleasure and fast. Fast on behalf of the land, fast on behalf of other people, fast on behalf of nations, fast on behalf of cities. The essence of this is that men will fear you, O oh God. It's not that when you forgive us, we'll now go on our separate ways and we'll continue with our waywardness, continue with our lifestyle. No, Father, we are also going to pray that you will pour your rain on the earth, that you will pour your waters upon the earth in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That men may fear you because God is salvation. He wants to save. He wants to heal. He wants to deliver. God is love. He wants to pour his love on us. Not destroy us. We are not vessels of wrath. We are vessels of mercy. Hallelujah. That's who our father is. He's a merciful God. Praise God. But sometimes our watches are not strong enough. And because, you know, it doesn't touch us personally, we're not able to give it our best. Let it touch you. Let it touch you. If it doesn't touch you, how will it touch God? Let it touch you. That men are going to hell. Let it make you weep. Let it touch you. My children are not living right before God. Let it touch you. And cry to God for mercy. Father, we are 